and welcome to the Becoming Mama podcast, where two long-lost best friends discuss all things motherhood. I am your host, Emmy Kissinger, and I am here with my amazing podcast co-host, Sam. Welcome. Hello. Hi, everybody. We're both excited to be here today. Today, we are going to have a fun little mini-sode, a short little episode for you here, where we talk about uh, the best wisdom, uh, the best advice that we have received as moms or in life. Uh, We're both going to share a couple of different um, little tidbits of gleam that we've received over the years. So this should be a fun one. Hopefully it will be inspirational for you. Do you have a win and loss for this week? Yeah. Yes, I sure do. Uh, My loss is that uh, Toyla started a new school today and that's something that she's had a lot of anxiety about. And I actually didn't have a lot of anxiety about it until it actually started to happen. And so nothing really wrong with any of it. It's just sort of like it's a a change and I didn't feel prepared for it. And there's nothing anybody could have done to change that. Uh, but it just feels kind of weird. It just feels kind of off today. I actually dropped her off at the new school. And uh, so I should also back up and say she's, she's remaining with the same program, same teachers. They just bought a different mm-hmm. building. So she's starting at a new place today and it just feels kind of uncomfortable. And so I was trying to like hold her hand and she's almost six on the way to school. And I was kind of like yeah. wanting to like channel my own anxiety and make, have her make me feel better. And <laughs> she just looked at me and she's like, <laughs> no, she just shook her head. Like I'm not holding your hand through this mom. And I'm like, okay, it's going to be all right. Cause she's fine. She's all right. And she was happy to get dropped off. So it's just kind of like that uncomfortable transition piece, which is something that's always Mm -hmm. a struggle for me. So this should be no Mm -hmm. surprise. Uh, What about you? What's your loss? To be like really honest, I've just felt super down the last few weeks. I've been sick. I've been really sick. Uh, I, we went to Florida, which was good, but it was rainy and we couldn't really do a lot while we were there. And it was just me and Teddy, which was fun, but like, I just kind of felt lonely. I just feel like I'm in this funk that I just can't, like when I try to do something to like get out of it, it's not super helping. So I, uh, yeah, it's just that time of year, man. I don't know. I do feel like it's kind of like a January thing. I feel like the Mm -hmm. holidays in some ways kind of set us up to fail. Like we're like, oh, Mm -hmm. cheerful, family, connection, joy, light, love. And then it's just like bills. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it's cold. freezing cold like that doesn't help at all where both of us are like today I think it's like negative 14 or something like that so that doesn't help yeah yeah oh, I'm a sunshine cool. girl and so like this time of year always is hard for me I like to be outside I like to have the option to go outside and you just really can't this time of year so yeah kind of a bummer but um I don't know I feel like it's also opening my eyes to a few things that I could be doing differently or that I want to do differently or that I want to explore to maybe do differently. And I think that's something that maybe other people would want to do with me. So hopefully this funk that I'm in can open up an opportunity to get myself out of it and potentially maybe create something that we can all do together to feel a little bit better too. So I guess that's a little win to have that mindset on it. And then another win Do I have any other wins. Yeah. Your real win, not just your, your silver lining. <laughs> That's true. It's so easy to just do a silver lining. Real win. Um, What's my real win? Um, My real win, my real win, my real win is I traveled from Florida to Minnesota yesterday with Teddy by myself for the first time. I think it was our first time. 
I'm almost positive. Did I go by myself once before? Did you tell that story on a podcast when he was a baby? Yeah, but I think my mom was with me. Oh. But was but there was there was one time we were alone. Yeah, I think you talked about there a time when we were alone. Well, uh, I don't have a win. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's still a win that you guys traveled and you made it and it was great, even if it wasn't the first time. That's yeah, weird. yeah. Well, you know what? It was also the first time traveling without him napping. And so a four-hour flight, keeping him entertained, keeping him content. He whined a, a lot, like right around when he would have gone down for a nap. He was super whiny. But other than that, he did good. We made it. Um, we did have Tom come pick him up at baggage claim because it was so cold that I was not going to have him sit in a car that had been sitting there for what five days. And it was so cold. And it was it was cold for a long time. I was in the car for probably like 10 minutes before it started to Ooh. feel warm. So that was my one piece of help that I had. But otherwise, it, it went well. And we had a good time uh, on our flight. That's awesome. So, yeah, thanks. Very thanks. cool. I saw the picture of you, you guys with the little alligator. That was cute. Yeah. Dad gave one rule to Teddy. It was you can – he said, don't go in the backyard at Grandma and Grandpa's because there's alligators and never touch an alligator. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> you want to touch this alligator? <laughs> there's – there. Kind of fun to touch when they're little and their mouths are, yeah. We might be getting into yeah. a controversial issue here. So anyway, the alligator was yeah. cute, and yeah. we'll pop over to my win now, yeah. uh, which is that I'm I'm legitimately scared to say this because I'm afraid I'm gonna wreck myself. <laughs> like I I have been on a really good kick at the beginning of this year. Something clicked with inside of me that probably should have clicked a long time ago. That housework is partially my responsibility. <laughs> well, that has never probably. clicked before for me. And so I have been purposefully putting housework. So keeping not like not like the deep cleaning stuff, but like loading and unloading the dishwasher and kind of picking up a little bit, putting that before work. So like that needs mm -hmm. to come first because that's a priority for us is having a calm, mm -hmm. functional home. And I've been doing it and it feels really good. And so I'm really proud of myself and I hope, I pray that I can continue even though I've said it out loud. We'll keep you accountable. We'll check in on that. I'll Thank ask you. you, I'll put it, I'll put it on the calendar for two weeks from now to be like, you still cleaning up? You still, <laughs> still cleaning up? <laughs> you still Maybe. an adult woman who lives in her own house? <laughs> You know what, though? I do that sometimes, too, where I'll, like, get irrationally upset that, like, Tom didn't pick up, like, my wrappers off the floor. And I'm like, why the, Why do I always have to be the one cleaning up? And I was like, it's your own stuff, dude. Like, pick it up. Like, that's, yeah. that's really good for you. I'm, I'm so happy for you. Thank you. We'll see if it keeps, keeps, keeps on keeping on. Right now, Zach's been really happy about it. And I keep thinking to myself, like, don't give me too much praise. Because if you do, I know I'll just be like, Praise meter filled. <laughs> My work here is done. Validation check. <laughs> so where should we start with this? Where should we start with these little bits of advice that we've received over the years? I think I, I have know. like three-ish that I'm planning to share. Okay. I have four. So why don't I start and then okay. that'll bounce out. Sounds so good. So the first one, the first one is from my mother-in-law, Linda. She said in early motherhood, she said, when you figure them out, they change. And that has been such a helpful piece of advice for me, someone who wants to figure everything out, like I want to have an answer for everything, to have in the back of my mind all the time, 
this is going to change. Like you haven't figured it out now, but don't rest on your laurels. Don't get upset when this stops working. Don't get upset when things change. It's inevitable. Like you figure them out and then they change. And it almost always happens like that where it's like, oh, we got this nice little thing going on and now you're doing this. What is that? <laughs> so that's been a really great thing for my brain. <laughs> yeah, that is a super ha- helpful piece of advice actually. And it's 100% true for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So my first piece of... I guess, wisdom that I received, which didn't come from any one individual person, but I feel like a lot of the, the guiding lights that I use to guide my parenting and motherhood journey are more like things that I saw or witnessed for myself, actions I saw others take that where I was like, oh, that seems really good. That seems to work well. And so my first piece is, and it might be controversial, is try to parent as biologically normal as possible. So, and that really ties into my work as a school psychologist also that like I, the number one thing for me was always preserving my child's mental health and reducing trauma and preventing the the possibility of having traumatic incidences happen, which obviously there's always going to be things that could be triggering or hard for any individual person, but you know, trying to keep them close as often as possible, nurse my children, the whole co-sleeping bit, like all of those things I resisted in the very beginning or tried to go the opposite direction with the exception of breastfeeding. I knew that was something I wanted to do right at the beginning. But once I actually met my child and saw them as a whole person and like wanted to care for them the best that I could and felt that like strong attachment kind of click for me, like I just wanted them to be comfortable, calm, safe, and happy as often as possible. And so I use that as my guiding light for caring for all of my children from, from there on out. I like that. I like that a lot. I love that idea of, like you said, when you saw them as a whole person, like I talked about that on a podcast before, but it's like, of course they're a person, of course they're a human, but it's so easy to just think of them as a baby. It's like, you're a baby. You should know how to do all of these things. That's actually my next piece of advice is like, you're all new at this and akin to that is we're always new mothers and I that we're all new at this I I honestly think this was a thought that I had where I was like oh he's never done this before giving yourself that grace especially as a new mom with, with a brand new baby like brand new to the world and to the air around them and to being apart from you like Give them some slack when they don't want to be in their bassinet or they don't want to be set down. Like they're new at this and this is scary. And for you, give yourself that slack that you're new at this. Give your partner the slack that they're new at this. Like, yes, some things will come biologically to you, but most of parenting is are things you have to learn through experience. So when it's not easy right away or you don't know what to do, you're new at this. You are new at this. And then same thing when you have a kindergartner for the first time, which I've never done, so I can't speak to that. But let's say like my son's getting ready to go to preschool. Like we just started registering him this morning, like giving myself that grace that when I, you know, am late to a drop off or like I don't have the things that I need or that I, when I have a hard time at drop off or he has a hard time at drop off, like we're new at this. This is our first time in a setting like this. It's just been something that's really helped me to give myself forgiveness and give myself him that grace. They're learning how to be a human, teach them, guide them, give them the tools instead, you know? Right. Definitely. Definitely. I think that's just something that comes up every day for all of us. I love this thing I saw one time that was like, it's interesting how well a three-year-old does considering they know so little about the world. 
Like they're literally walking around in places all day, every day that they have no concept for or no schema for. They have no idea what's going on yet still like they most of the time do pretty well. <laughs> mm-hmm. well they, wasn't that the new Bluey episode? What did they say? They're like, she said, to just you just go about it. Or what does she say? Uh, which the which new episode, episode was it? Which one? The hotel episode where they're on the oh, She's trying to, I love to relax. One. Relax. What is she, yeah. What does she say? She says, like, you just go about it. It's about yeah, the, something the kids. Like, that. like, you're just present. Yeah. You're just there. You just know how to do it. Like, it, honestly, like, they have it more figured out than we do a lot of the time because it's like, yes. we're so wrapped that, up in the, the minor details. Yes. We're just trying to get to the beach when mm-hmm. everybody around us is having fun. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll jump into my next one, which, because it's my turn, right? Is it my turn? Yeah. yeah okay. Go for it. This one's a little darker. So during, I've had a lot of times in my life that have been very challenging and have been very hard to navigate. (laughs) So uh, especially during, I'm trying to think of when it was exactly, uh, some spot of parenting in there. Oh, I think it was, um, yeah, it was after I had Evie and uh, things were going really, really well, but there's like, you know, some hormonal shifts and hard things. And whenever there's something in my life that sort of rocks the boat, uh, in a significant way, I start to have a lot of thoughts and fears about death that come up. And so, um, it can be very intrusive. And so I was looking up on the internet, I was having a lot of really, really terrible thoughts and started to worry that like, there was something very, very wrong with the way that my brain was managing the situation I was in. Mm-hmm. And specifically, they were targeted at my baby. And so re- reading some articles, I actually found out that that can be not always, but in many situations, actually a protective mechanism. Like your brain is telling you things that could happen in order to help you prevent them, which was something I didn't understand previously, which was really good to understand. Um, But one line specifically that I learned from one of these articles was when you're having those thoughts come up and you don't want to have those thoughts, saying to yourself, this is an intrusive thought and it is not welcome here. And making that a repetitive practice every time those thoughts start to come up, as long as you don't feel any urge to act on them. That's like a whole different scenario. Um, But if these are thoughts that are coming up that you're like, wow, like, I don't know why I'm thinking that. That's something I would never do. That's just, that seems, you know, really, really out there. And I I don't want to have those thoughts anymore. They're scaring me. Saying that same phrase in my brain and just inside over and over again. Truly within like a day or two, those thoughts subside. And then if they come back, bring the practice back in again and start saying that again. But one just like little thing that really, really helped me through some really hard times. That's really powerful. I Does that help you with just like rumination thoughts or like negative self-talk too? Yes. I use it regularly. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like that would be really powerful. It reminds me of Elise Myers has says like, I don't receive that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's more, I, I at least took it from her as like negative comments that she receives and things like that. But I feel like that's another kind of thing like that. You're not, the, this thought is not welcome here, or this is not true. I, this is not welcome here. Uh, or I don't receive that. I think that'd be a really powerful yeah. thing to say and to I yourself. In this situation specifically, like you're, you're naming the thought it's intrusive. This is something mm-hmm. that is, that's a certain type of thought. We have all different Mm -hmm. kinds of thoughts, happy thoughts, positive thoughts, blah, blah, blah. Um, But this is specifically an intrusive thought and it is not welcome, you know, in this Mm -hmm. scenario that I'm in. So we are moving on. (laughs) 
I like that. Yeah. I like that yeah. a lot. Oof. That was that was dark, but I mean, but helpful. I think it was important. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll uh, I'll lighten it up with a uh, one specific to new parents, new moms. Uh, this was one that my husband's best friend told him, and it was that the first three months are a marathon, the rest is a sprint, and that was so true. Those first, I remember like. Being like, okay, he's eight weeks. Okay, four, three months. Oh, okay, four more weeks. Like I was like, 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 okay, like I can get through this. But those first three months, like they, the days are long, years are short, kind of scenario as well. Like it, it feels like forever. And then once they kind of come online, things start getting a little bit better. It just it goes so fast. But just that that got me through postpartum that was something I thought about often it's something I think about often going into this next one but like the hard times I think you can take it into anything the hard times feel like they're lasting forever mm-hmm. and the good times go so fast and so just just know that like it feels longer than it is you're gonna get through it and then try your best to be present and embrace the good because it goes so fast <laughs> yeah definitely definitely I agree with that 100 percent. all right on to my last piece of advice here uh, actually comes from a book I read, and I believe that book is called The Happiness Project, and it was a book I was required to read as uh, when I was at work a few years ago. And the, the thing I liked about it was that it helped me to realize that I had been trained professionally to focus on what was wrong. So, like, my job as a school psychologist was actually to look at the child or the environment or the school system and say, what is the, the, the thing that's not quite right here that needs to be different. And so I started to put that lens over everything. And I think a lot of people start to do this where we're always looking for the thing that's not quite right. The thing that we're doing wrong, the thing that isn't going well. And I realized when I read this book that I needed to actually shift that and started, start to look at what was going well as often as I could. And so once I started doing that, one one actual practice we put in from that book, which you and I have talked about a lot and something we actually do at the beginning of almost every show is kind of look at the positives and, you know, actually pull them out, extract them, think about the places in our life where we can have gratitude for the things that are going well. So that can be a great daily practice. Um, but I think just thinking about having some reflection time on how a person looks at the world can be a really, really valuable advice and something interesting to try that because we just get in such a like, like you said, we're busy, we're moving forward, we're doing all of these things all the time. We're just going on to the next event or task that, that has to be done. And so thinking about how we think about the world can be really helpful. That's the advice. That's my more general life advice, not necessarily, but it can apply to motherhood too, because Especially with, like, my husband and I have been having this ongoing discussion about one of the kids that we have has been having kind of, like, more meltdowns than usual. And he's like, we need to do something about this. There's something that we have to do. Like, we have to get get this situation figured out. And I'm like, it's developmentally appropriate. I know that 100%. Type into Google, why does my? And do you know what comes up? Why does my five-year-old cry so much? That is what comes up. That is what people search. Why does my? (laughs) And yeah, it's easy to start to look at our children as 
They're having a hard time all the time. This is never going to stop. And like you said in your earlier advice, it's oftentimes like just a blip. It goes so quickly. It's a phase. And so obviously that's not the case all the time. But yeah, it's, sometimes we just have to work through these difficult, challenging moments. Mm-hmm. But we can reframe it and see it differently. Yeah, I think that's totally applicable to parenthood and to motherhood of like, it can be really easy to focus on what you're doing wrong or what your kid is doing wrong. And uh, can it get really easy to get sucked into that hole of that. And then that kid becomes the problem, you know, where it's like, I'm always doing something that needs to be corrected. And, it, you know, rather than being praised, praised for what they're doing right, even just like people talk about positive uh, discipline of like not always being like, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. Like, rather do this instead. Um, I think that, you know, it's a totally different aspect of it, but I think it's really applicable. And I, uh, I kind of needed to hear that advice today with by the funk that I've been. So I appreciate that advice. You're Um, welcome. Happiness Project is actually a really good book. I highly recommend it. Well, because I am depressed, I might need to read that right now. All based on research. So you might like it for sure. Well, I will. I would. Yeah. Um, so my last piece of advice is a very simple one, but it is just never say never in parenthood, mm. like never say never. And even more so with that, like, I'm very hesitant to say things I will do or won't do mm. in parenthood. Um, there are some certain things. Yes. Like I will never allow my child to be in a room alone with an adult, uh, that is not in my trusted circle. And then last weekend, Fox was invited to his first slumber party of a family I did not know. So just never say never. As I say, like, I mean, you, yeah, exactly. You're just, you're, you're not wrong. Like I, there, there are things that like, I just, like, you just can't say never. And even like the, <clears throat> you can't, and you don't know who you're going to be. You don't know who your child is going to be. And it can create a lot of internal conflict when you have drawn a line in the the sand especially with your parenting choices because when that doesn't work when your child is not who you thought they were going to be you are in a difficult position of I said I would never bottle feed my child I said I would never sleep train my child I said I would never send my child to public school. I said, I would never let my child wrestle. And then here they are, they're a huge wrestling fan. Or here they are, you are desperate for, you you hate nursing and you never thought you would. Like there are so many things that could happen that will change your perspective. And when we overly align with a decision that we make, it can be really, really challenging. And you might make decisions that you don't even want to because you did draw that line in the sand or because you said you never would. When really a lot of parenting is about being flexible and learning with your child and from your child instead of like these hard, fast rules that maybe you have set or you thought you would do. Um, so just something I think about a lot where I'm like, careful what you say, because I, I have things I, you know, I, I think it's, I think it, like I said, I think it's good to have things that these are my preferred things. Like I said, maybe that's a better way to say it. Like I, I would, I will work really hard to have my child be never alone in a room with an adult who is not in my inner circle. I will work really hard towards that. I can't say that it will never happen because I can't control every situation he is in. That's a better way to say it. But saying I will never let that happen, if that were to happen, that's something that I will then like 
that could wreck me, you know? Like mm-hmm. I said, I would never do that. And it's like, no, I, I said I would do my best and I did my best and this is what happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. That makes sense. I think in general, just like motherhood and life requires so much more flexibility and gray area than we could ever anticipate. Oh, yeah. Someone just sent me a meme the other day that said that, I guess it wasn't a meme, it was like an informational post, but they just said like uh, motherhood, like we often go into motherhood with these black and white mindsets and it turns out that it's a lot of shades of gray. Yeah. And yeah. that's, that is most things in life because our brains are better at that. There, there's a ton of research about that, how, like why di- a lot of diets fail is because mm-hmm. we don't like gray areas. Our brains like definitives and we don't like to live in the in between. Like we want to be either on something or off something. And cool. um so that makes sense, but it's also just not reality. So our brains need to catch up with modern times in a lot yeah. of ways. <laughs> yeah. Brains, yeah. catch up. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. Well, that I think that's it for today. Um, why don't you guys, if you're, if you're listening, I would love to hear some of the best advice you guys have had. So I'll leave um, our contact information below. Um, I can even do a BBQ and a box on Spotify. We can try that for the first time and, and drop your um, information below. Um, and we'll bring this to Instagram as well. But uh, these are fun to reflect on. And like I said, that really helped me today. So thank you, Emmy. Good. Yes. Yes. I loved hearing your advice too. Awesome. Well, If you would like to hear more from us, make sure that you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. And while you're there, give us a five-star rating and write a review. That really helps us out a ton. Um, If you like this podcast, please share it with someone that you think would like it as well. That helps us out as well. If you would like to be on the podcast, if you'd like to share your story on the podcast, you can contact us down below and fill out the form. And uh, we'd love to hear your birth story, your story of early motherhood, whatever your motherhood story is. And if you want to connect with us, you can find our information down in the show notes for our websites and our Instagram and all of that. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening.